learned I haven't, don't put it into practice, like, uh, I should be meditating six hours a day, so I forget what I learned, so I have to relearn. And well, fortunately, during this crisis, we, we, while other people were stockpiling toilet paper, we stockpiled spiritual books, so now we have them, uh, which can maybe save us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was fortunate enough to stockpile the library's uh, spiritual books. <laughs> I fight hamster hamster coughed them, or or I uh, hoarded them. Hoarding them now. Even though the one book is against hoarding, this one Sufi guy, he clean, clears out the kitchen entirely weekly. It's amazing. But anyways, he completely clears out the kitchen of the ashram weekly. They get, they get all these big stockpiles of food and gifts and uh, everything from people, and he clears it out entirely gives it all away weekly and that people complain about it because it could be food shortages and stuff but he's does counterintuitive what he does I don't know what happens then they they bring more or something happens it's magical but anyways we're getting off topic what topic is uh, where were we uh, we're going to save ourselves by our horde of spiritual books. Uh-huh. I'm continuing with the uh, the letter 13 of the 100 letters of Sarafuka Fudin Maneri. Unveiling the Mysteries. Now this is going to sound like uh, other places that unveil the mysteries. In the name of God, the merciful, the compassionate, dear brother, Samsudan, may God grant that many mysteries will be disclosed to you. The meaning of manifestation is, quote, to come from behind a curtain, unquote. An initiated person perceives things that previously he had not been able to understand. As has been said, quote, I lifted the veil from your sight, Quran 50.22 In order that you might perceive what has been concealed until then. This refers to those impediments that veil the sight of God from his servant and make it inaccessible to him. Beauty pertains to different worlds, such as this one and the one to come, whether it be 18,000 worlds according to one tradition or 80,000 according to another. All of them are present in man's construction. With reference to each world, man has been given the special vision that will enable him to observe that world and the revelation occurring in it. All 80,000 worlds can be summed up in two worlds. They comprise darkness and light, earth and heaven, Visible and the invisible, the physical and the spiritual, this world and the next. To summarize requires but one sentence, but to explain many words are necessary.
when a sincere pilgrim, impelled by his aspirations, turns his face from his lower nature and fixes his gaze on the heights of the law and in the footsteps of a just man, takes to traveling the road of the way, observing the injunctions of the law and receiving the protection of his spiritual guide. Then from behind each veil that is lifted, all eighty thousand of them, there is granted him a special vision that is suitable to be observed at that particular stage. It quickly comes into focus for him. The very first special vision to be unveiled is that of the intellect. I think they're influenced way over there by Neoplatonism. Actually, do you know that there's a whole theory that uh, Sufism arose from Neoplatonism? Dear, it's the Platonic. Dear, if you take the Arabs who are into the Quran, then you combine them with Platonism, you get Sufism. The Quran is new. No, you take the Muslims Shufism. who study Platonism. Sufism came before Quran, there is. No, they really after. Really? Now we're here with the intellect. To the extent that the veil is lifted, a person understands the meaning of anything intelligible that has been revealed to him, and he becomes familiar with the secrets of the particular revealed world. This is called the, quote, revelation of the intelligible world. Unquote. He should not place too much confidence in this new knowledge, for not everything that swims into sight can be obtained. Overconfidence is premature. See, that's my problem. I am overconfident. <laughs> but I think that I was already reached enlightenment, but I only had a few glimpses. <laughs> that's why I have to read this book. <laughs> Not everything you see, O heart, will he grant you. O heart, renowned philosophers remain at this stage and think that they have actually attained their desire. When the sincere pilgrim has passed beyond the revelation of intelligible things and the revelation of the heart becomes manifest. It is called the revelation of perception. Various kinds of lights shine forth. After this is the revelation known as revelation of secrets. The secrets of creation and the wisdom contained in the existence of everything become, become apparent. At this particular stage it can be said, quote, Grief for you has plundered my heart, and for you my heart has forsaken all. The secret unknown even to holy people, your love whispered in the ear of my heart. After that comes the manifestation of the things of the Spirit. They are called, quote, spiritual revelations, unquote. At this stage, heaven and hell appear. Angels are seen, and there is the opportunity to converse with them and also to listen to them. When the soul is completely purified and cleansed of all bodily defilements, then disclosure of the infinite occurs. 
he sees the entire circle of what has been decreed for the past and future. Here the veil of time and place is rent asunder, so that what occurred in the past is known in the present. A person can also perceive the very beginning of creation coming into his vision, as well as the various ranks of all creatures. I have to say, I actually had the uh, experience of the Big Bang uh, with the beginning of creation. <laughs> I remember, I, in, a, in a past life regression that went all the way to the beginning of time. Uh -huh. So, remember, I had a few glimpses, but now I'm overconfident and premature. <laughs> So I have to read this book because I. There's a lot of people you only have a glimpse that doesn't make you advanced. It just means that you only got under the what edge of the astral bell. plane and you got lost. And then <laughs> a person can also perceive the very beginning of creation coming into his vision as well as the various ranks of all creatures. Because in theory, dear, you're. Um, your past lives begin at creation. So if you were to do a past life regression, you end up at the Big Bang. Mm -hmm. Similarly, he sees what will take place in the future. What, what are you talking about? It's just the beginning, dear. It's a coming forth, it's just like a singular point that spreads out. <laughs> There's nothing, What? it's just like you imagine it to be. It's like the beginning, it's the beginning for one thing. And then it's a, it's a beginning, the beginning which spreads out, including you. <laughs> you're included, you're like a particle. So when you have that experience, yeah. where were you? I was in meditation. And, uh, but then the flashes, you see, I don't even remember all the past lives because they flash like, like if you were to have, let's say, let's say like in a TV show you have flashbacks or you were to have a slideshow or a thing and you slide it so fast that you can't see it hardly. If you were to change the slides like really, really fast, and uh, you can't, you can flash through them but can't remember them. As, as well as the various ranks of all creatures similar, he sees what will take place in the future, as Harissa said. Quote, when I look toward the blessed, I see them advancing, but when I look towards the damned, I see them dying. When the veil of the categories of space and time is torn asunder, everlasting time and space are revealed. Here the veil of appearances is also necessarily rent asunder. A person will then experience that he can see from behind as well as can see from in front. You can see behind you. <laughs> As the prophet said, quote, just as I can see from in front, 
so too can I see from behind. What people call revelations and miracles occur at this stage. From this exalted state, one can know the thoughts of others. See, that's why I always get in trouble if I think badly of you. You, you can, you uh, can detect it. <laughs> that's why I can't even think anymore because my thoughts are detected by you. And I, it's even worse if I talk, so I should just stop talking. So if I don't think and don't talk, I won't be in any trouble with you. <laughs> be aware of things done. You can be aware of things done at the, at a distance. Uh, walk on water or on fire. Yeah. Fly in the air. Do other such like miraculous things. Such things are not to be given too much importance, however, for they are found among both believers and non-believers. He's like saying like there's yogis around at his time, he's in India, that can do a lot of this stuff. But then he calls them a non-believer because they're not Muslims. Once the prophet asked a man called Ibsayad, S-A-I-Y-A-D, quote, what do you see? Ibsayad said, quote, I see the divine throne on water, unquote. The prophet said, quote, that is the throne of Satan, beware. Some more things will also accompany the Antichrist, unquote. There is a tradition that says, quote, that the Antichrist will have the power to raise men from the dead, unquote. Only that can really be called a genuine miracle which could not exist except for the followers of the faith and is hidden in the soul but revealed during ecstatic contemplation. Both Muslims. The only that can really be called a genuine miracle which could not exist except for the followers of the faith, faith and is hidden in the soul, but revealed during contem ecstatic contemplation. Both Muslims and infidels have souls, but the concealed things are not meant for anyone except the special companions of the Prophet. I would say that extends to companions of a, of a um, spiritual guru. <laughs> they have said that the concealed one is the intermediary between the two worlds and the one of the divine qualities of the other, the spiritual world, so that the heart might be enabled to experience divine ecstasy, the reflection of those virtues reaches to the spiritual world, which is a noble spirit. As been said, quote, quote, These are those on whose hearts God has inscribed faith and strengthened them with his own spirit. Quran 58.22 Elsewhere it has been said, quote, By our order to, did we reveal to you a spirit you did not know what the book was, nor what faith was, but we made a light for your soul, that by it you we may guide those among our slaves whom we want to guide. Well, are they slaves? Q, Q uh, 42, 52. There's a light that was made for this. 
this verse has also been interpreted thus, quote, I have given the noble spirit of light to many great men, but not to others, so that by means of that light we may find the way to the world of divine attributes. You think the light was sent so we could find our way? The hint about all this is that, quote, only a second Rustam can master Raksha, the horse of Rustam. I don't remember this Rustam guy. He's a big, big guy in Persian. This is called the revealing of divine attributes in this state. If the pilgrim is destined for the attribute of the world of things revealed, infused knowledge will appear in him. If the quality of hearing is revealed... You see, this is power of the transcendental sound. The power, quality of hearing is revealed. He will hear the divine word and address. If that of seeing, then the vision and divine witness become manifest. If the divine beauty, then one gains a foretaste of the spectacle of divine beauty. If the quality of eternity, then genuine permanence is experienced. And if it is the quality of divine unity... That is revealed, and real unity is experienced. One may think of the other qualities in an analogous manner. When I alight at the head of the street of your love, the secret of both worlds becomes completely manifest in my heart. Having been welcomed at that threshold, my heart obtains the desiratum of all the worlds. O oh brother, this work has no material cause, so there is no reason to despair. The pleasure associated with the wind is experienced when it blows. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. <laughs> when the wind blows, it just bloweth. <laughs> the wind bloweth wherever it feels like. <laughs> Do you ever notice that? The wind bloweth wherever it blows. <laughs> The pleasure associated with the wind is experienced when it blows at the destined hour. It whirls into action. One auspicious evening, an order reached the archangel Gabriel. Quote, go down to the world tonight and have a look around. Unquote. He went and found everyone sound asleep except an old man who was an idol worshiper. He was sitting in front of an idol, lost in worship, with his head bowed low. With great devotion, he was soliciting the idol for things he needed. Gabriel wanted the divine command to destroy this man and thus wipe his defiling presence from the face of the earth. Quote, O Gabriel, said a heavenly voice, even if he does not recognize me as his lord, still I consider him one of my slaves. Uh, on another auspicious evening, an address came to Gabriel. Gabriel, quote, go tonight also and see who is asleep and who is awake. Gabriel went and saw, standing on one leg in the niche of a mosque and prying the Lord with a hundred petitions, the same old man. Quote, do you recognize him? asked the voice. Quote, he is the one who was lost in prayer before his idol. Today a stranger has become a friend, and one ignorant of me has become filled with knowledge of me. Peace. That's the end of the letter. That's letter 13, and it was titled... Uh, Unveiling the Mysteries. Uh -huh. hmm. It's like we got a letter from the Master. Uh -huh. Serafudin Maneri. 
It's a continuing to read this guy. Translator is Paul Jackson. In the classics of Western spirituality, a library which of great spiritual masters. Uh, uh, it's a series. You can get those and become like a... You see the writings yeah. of uh, the Catholic school, the, the, the Platonist, uh, uh. even later, of the students who came from the Arab world, they were taken back to Syria and, and other countries, and they kept them in Arab, you know. And uh, while Christianity destroyed... You know who hoarded the them? From the they, Christian from the dear. Greece and else. To remind you, the Arabs hoarded Plato's books, not the Christians. And then Christianity didn't reach them to to take them away, you know, so they kept them. Here they had to translate some of them from Arabic to Latin. I know. The Greeks later on, when they they could, they just did that. They translated from the Arabic. The Alexandrian library was the number one, but that was also burned from the... Well, the mysteries keep reappearing. Uh -huh. um, it's a mystery where the mystery currently is. Uh -huh. Where do you find this mystery now? Uh -huh. It's always been a mystery where the mystery is. Uh -huh. Right? But if you get the classics of Western spirituality and you read them, you could you could say that you have a PhD from Harvard in theology. You know? But then you would they would they would claim you to be a heretic, though. <laughs> but then they would close Harvard. Eventually, Harvard's even closed. <laughs> Do you think Oxford, Cambridge, and Harvard, and and Columbia are all closed? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why we need this podcast, I guess. Mm -hmm. They should keep them uh, open to a certain degree, you know, some uh, libraries inside, they should be... You know, Tübingen, Tübingen in Germany, where Tommy goes, was a great center of learning in the Renaissance time period. Uh, mm. Mm. Well, anyway, so we were reading uh, the writings of a Sufi from Bahar. Actually, I'm mixed up here. He's from Bengal, born Bengal. Bahar. His dates are are 1263 to 1381. He had adequate time there to be uh, be a Muslim and combined with Neoplatonism to become a Sufi. In fact, they are, uh, I believe, um, uh, Sufism is, uh, I don't know what the kind it is, but it is what it is, is what I say. Uh -huh.